We are I. In 2023, sitting here, uh, like I'm reflecting on what I feel like some of the biological f- like um, flaws and fails of this vessel that we live in. And the things that I find interesting are flaws in this design. And, you know, maybe it's just, well, a couple of them are things that I feel like should have been weeded out over the course of time as the sands of time, you know, drip through that hourglass. You know, over the last tens of thousands of years, they should have been weeded out because they really make no sense. So I guess the the first one to be able to pick here is why when you are tired, is it harder to be able to process information pragmatically? So lack of energy equals lack of ability to pragmatically process information. That's really where we've got it. And I don't care like who you are because there's a there's a point at which you all and we all break down. Now, this seems like an incredibly design flaw because just up until our very recent past, like, you know, within the last, what, 100 years, we've had food security. And probably not even that. It's probably like between 75 and 100 years that we've had food security and food sustainability. And there's still a huge part of the population that doesn't have food sustainability and food security. And when we have lack of food, we don't process that properly. We don't process anything properly. We don't process life properly. We don't process, you know, anything pragmatically. It's like, well, wait a minute, but we do. We have that ability. That's when our body starts burning ketones as an energy source and when we are kind of starving. When we have no food, we have no access to food and allows us still to be able to think very clear, this is the reason why that our body, you know, goes into ketosis is to be able to, it's a last ditch ever to be like, hey, I'm going to give you everything that we got to be able to, you know, figure out how to be able to get food into this vessel. You know, but... Now we don't have that ability. That ability is gone because of the rich environment that we live in and we haven't evolved to be able to adapt to it. It's like on one sense, we do have this ability to be able to think pragmatically, but we've taken it away from ourselves. Because we had a carbohydrate rich diet, we become, you know, essentially locked in and chained to a carbohydrate driven system. That doesn't allow your body to be able to go into ketosis to start burning ketones to be able to have that mental clarity that everybody who's been on a ketogenic diet knows that there is that abundance of mental clarity. You're not in that carbohydrate fog. And it's a lot more sustained energy without the huge, you know, peaks and valleys of the carbohydrate based system. You know, but take all that aside, like put all of that aside. And say, okay, strictly just when you're tired, strictly when your energy levels are low, people are more irritable. People, you know, are quicker to make rash decisions. People are more emotional. You know, 
people don't have the ability just to systematically and pragmatically look at life and say, hey, this is just is what it is. This is just life. So when you start entering that kind of mental, emotional fog, physical fog into our day, like how, how is that efficient? How's really that efficient? Because even if your body's in ketosis, like let's be real, like after a certain part of time, you just start making poor decisions. Or is this how it led us to be able to understand how we can eat what we can eat in this world is because you're just so fucking hungry, you would go chew that tree bark off that tree and find out that, holy shit, if you're in like Thailand, for example, you might get a little high because that tree bark has a bunch of MDMA in it. Or you might grab those mushrooms and be like, oh my gosh, that's like, you know, what happens in my brain? You know, there's psychedelics in those mushrooms or they just kill you. Or those berries taste real good. You know, is it to be able to, you know, does that irrational behavior lead to exploration? So do we really actually have like this genetic variability that when, we are tired and we're looking like we're making irrational decisions, but do we have to biologically, emotionally, physically, do we have to make irrational decisions to be able to understand life to a better degree? So is this life's learning lessons? Is this how we can learn more about who we are as people, who the people are around us and the environment around us? Does this connect us to those environments more? Because you're more likely to, you know, Maybe do something that you wouldn't do with a rational mind. You know, and that's where you want to, or that's where the greatest growth is. Is that, is that the, is that the evolution of that process? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. But you can start logically building these connections, but at the same time, you can say, well, it still doesn't make any sense. If my rationale, if your rationale that when we, get tired, run down, burnt out, lack of food, lack of energy is just to wildly walk around and grab anything that may look semi-edible, that may have not looked edible six hours ago, 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago. And knowing that there's the high risk of dying from that or, you know, gastrointestinal distress or anything along those lines, like how many humans or how many, you know, human-like creatures had to eat a lot of wild shit before, like, you found it, like, you don't want to eat that, or you can eat that, you know, but you want to eat that before you get too hungry, because you don't want to gorge yourself on that, because it's gonna, you know, give you gastrointestinal issues, or, you know, anything along those lines. But it seems like that there's an inherent design flaw. There's an inherent lack of understanding of like that bridge that we can gap. It's like, well, the human system, obviously, mentally and emotionally and physically is so far from perfect. So far from perfect. But what is that? Where does that lead us today? Like in 2023, like where does that lead us today? Because like, that's really the question that we're asking here is like, okay, well, if we know there's these design flaws, you know, how can we make up for that? Because the, the flip side of this is, is now we have an, a, an abundance of food so we can front run a lot of those irrational systems 
you know, but now we have heart disease, diabetes, you know, all of these, you know, like um, issues, lifestyle issues that we want to pawn off as hereditary. And there's some, I guess, that probably are because, you know, those genetic variability of, um, of human beings. But now we've created a whole rash of problems because of, you know, the abundance of food. So now we're kind of like on the flip side of that. You know, you make irrational decisions because of lack of food. And now we make irrational decisions because of abundance of food. You know, people probably didn't sleep that well at night because they had to, you know, that famous quote, sleep with one eye open. You know, because you had to, because of, you know, actual biological threats that were out in your environment. You didn't really have a structure that was great. Like think of the few stories that you hear about bears, you know, attacking a hiker's tent. And like, granted, like they are very few and far between, but still like you do hear them. So then you have, you know, take it here in Canada. You have a lot of Indians who slept in tents, essentially across the plains. Well, that's the same thing. So I'm sure you felt some kind of security, maybe from the weather, not a lot of biological security, but, you know, speed up to now we all sleep in houses with locked doors and security systems, you know, motion sensors, cameras, all of this shit. We have all these things, but still people get lack of sleep. So now you have the ability to be able to sleep in peace, but you take that sleep away from you because, you know, the activities that you engage in or the social media that you scroll through. So, you know, now you have what the body's always starved because there's that part of the brain that actually literally stays, you know, awake, air quotes, awake, to make sure that you're protected and guarded. We still have that. That's why it's hard for you to be able to sleep in foreign places. It's not because of the comfort level of the bed or the pillows or the temperature. Some of those things do play a key role in it. But it's because your mind knows and your heart knows that this is a place that's foreign. This is a place that's, you know, not necessarily comfortable. So I'm going to have to sleep with one eye open. You know, we still haven't lost that. Like that's how recent in our past that we've needed that, that skill, that cognitive skill. That emotional skill. Stay awake a little bit. Get some sleep, but stay awake a little bit, just in case. So, you know, like when we look at these design flaws, like where does that balance us out? And, you know, if we've come this far in 100 years, is it going to take us another 100 years to be able to flip that? You know, it might even take longer because the one thing that we do know is that, you know, there's not a lot of people who necessarily want to change. Like health and wellness is a growing like industry, but there's not a lot of people who want to change because there's a lot of big corporate interest to be able to keep people from changing. There's a lot of options and there's a lot of opportunity to be able to sleep better. Sleep, there's, you know, timers on social media, screen time timers on your phone, you know, all of these things. You have, you know, ultra cozy mattresses. You have, you know, sheets and mattresses that heat and cool. You have mattresses that are firmer on one side versus the other side for your partner. You have all these things. You have one lock, two lock, three locks. You have five cameras, 10 cameras, 15 cameras. You have, you know, motion sensors here, there, and everywhere. We have all these tools. You have an uh, abundance of food that, you know, you can eat that's healthy. We have all of these things now, but people just aren't truly expressing them because we're still, I think, biologically searching for because in from a primal perspective, we're searching for those same things still because 
We don't realize now we can shut that switch off. And how can we? Because we got there so quickly and human beings live such a short period of time. We have no contrast. And this isn't the information that we pass down from generation to generation. So what's the time frame that it takes to be able to catch up and because of the acceleration of the human species, where does that leave us? Because right now where we're pointing at is like, you know, having this world elite agenda of you know, not eating meat and eating lab grown meat and eating more bugs and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, no, like that's not the answer either. It's not the answer. You know, 15 minute cities. It's not the answer. Having things close to home, like absolutely. You know, but having freedom, like freedom is an inherent, you know, aspect of our lives, a primal aspect of our lives. Like human beings are very nomadic, no matter how you really look at it. We just have the ability not to be nomadic now. That's why some people are so addicted to wanderlust because it's just tapping into that nomadic part of your character and your physiology as a person. There's nothing wrong with that. But how do you tap into those resources now? So how do we work with the design flaws in 2023? You know, we have the ability to, but then again, you have social pressure, you know, seemingly to not work in, you know, hand in hand with those design flaws. Focusing on what you're eating, getting plenty of exercise. You know, when you really look at fine tuning the 2023 experience as a human being, understanding your design flaws, the more, you know, hardcore you are, the more insane you are. And it's like, well, no, you like, you have the opportunity to be able to take this biological vessel and truly understand what it's capable of. But the more that people do that, the more extreme and outside of the box they get, because the box that ironically, and I've funny, I've never even actually thought about this, the box that you fit in in life that we are put in in life actually puts you in closer proximity to the box in the ground than it does making you an abundantly better human being living every single day. Because that box slowly gets shifted to the median, to the mediocrity, to the you know, to the average person and the average person is not healthy and that sliding scale keeps getting lower and lower and lower all the time instead of higher because that bar got higher to be leaving a lot of people behind. And I guess you could see this bar with insurance policies, which is a hot subject and we won't go down there, but like, you know, the only people who are actually really raising the bar of human health and human experience, I guess, would be life insurance companies which is funny when you really look at it. <laughs> I never really even thought of it like that before. Like what a, what a couple reckoning moments there that, you know, our Western, our Western dream actually puts you closer to dreaming permanently. And the only organization that might actually be raising the bar is it is life insurance companies making sure that you're healthy above all. Or the perception of healthy above all. I'm going to take a moment to be able to reflect on that. So I guess my question for you and the question of the day is, how do you work with the design flaws of the human experience in 2023?